Hi, everyone. We're live. I am so excited about today's episode. We're talking with Emily Goodrich. She's out of Washington near Seattle. And we're going to be talking about how her family defines on their own terms how things go. No inside the box thinking there. We're also going to be talking about how she has a true sisterhood in the in her real estate team and um, all of the things that she's learned about herself during this time of quarantine. So let's get started. Angela Fazio is an industry powerhouse who has overseen 40,000 homes sold and 9 billion in production. And Kristen Cantrell is one of the nation's most accomplished team leaders, helping thousands of agents build their businesses. They are passionate about educating, encouraging, and empowering moms in real estate. Our next episode starts now. Hi, ladies. How are you? Hello. Hello. Happy Thursday. Here I've got my co-host Kristen Cantrell, and there's Emily Goodrich, who's our star of the hour. I'm really <laughs> excited to talk to you today. So tell us just a little bit about yourself, Emily. Okay, um, so I'm in the Pacific Northwest, just a little bit outside of Seattle. I have been in real estate; it'll be six years next month, so I'm super excited about that milestone. Um, I run a team, and there are six of us total on our team. Excellent. And you came out of corporate America before yeah. that, right? Yes. I was all about the career path and I was in executive management for a large company in Seattle for about a decade. Um, and then I came back actually from my second maternity leave and just decided um, a series of events happened. My first day back from my maternity leave, I sat down with the owners of the company and they told me they needed more from me. Uh, hey guess what welcome back we need more from you um and i had already cried the entire drive-in because you were leaving your baby right and i remember just sitting in that conference room after they left and i just knew like i gotta go like i gotta go i gotta create something bigger and better and on my own terms and um that's when i started the transition into real estate and owning my own company and how old was your son, your second son, when you when you decided that? Uh, well, three, two and a half months when I was like, I'm going. And then he was five months old when I got my license um, and transitioned out and just kind of took that leap. But um, I just, I was so devastated by the message that I couldn't be a successful mother and I couldn't be a successful professional at the same time. Something you have to get. You can't have both of those things because those ideas are created on other people's terms. Like, what does it mean to be a good mother? And what does it mean to be really successful in the perception of the world? And what I fiercely wanted to do was to create a space where women could have both of those on their own terms. Like, what does it feel like to be successful for you? And I never wanted to have a company where someone else set those terms for you. Um, and that is what I'm fiercely protective of in my culture that I've built in my company. Everyone but one of us is a mom. Yeah, that's your whole vibe of your team. I love it. And I love that you call yourself a sisterhood. It's like, yeah, we're a team, but we're a sisterhood. And you, what was it that you were saying? You guys meet twice a week. Once is obviously very real estate focused, but the other one's very, uh, we're actually just talking about our kids and checking in on each other, right? Yes, yes. So these women have taught me more than 
I mean, I feel like I've learned from them way more than I've been able to give to them because they have taught me what it really feels like to go through life and move through life with this support system in place. You know, we've been through everything together in a short amount of time from babies and weddings and separations. We've even together supporting each other through cancer this year. So we love each other and empower each other fiercely. And during this, we can't be together every day. So we do, uh, we have a text thread where, I mean, we talk constantly, but as a group, we come together once a week just to say like, let's do a temperature check, like welfare check on the team, who has showered, how are the kids, <laughs> struggling with homeschooling. And then the next time we can just really be like market focused and how do we drive the company forward? You know, I'm really passionate about women too. And um, one of the things that I love about Kristen and Nicole and the, we have a really tight knit group as well, is that we encourage each other, not only as women and as moms, but also how to be great wives to our husbands and how to make sure I'm like fiercely, fiercely passionate about continually dating your husband and making sure that you make that time for each other. So that is, I think that that's what God intended for us to do, to be in that type of community, to encourage that way. Yes. And it's also really important as women to have a community where truth is spoken regularly and you're supported, right? We're all in different seasons of motherhood, different seasons of our lives. And it just feels really good to have a space where you can come in and be like, it is really hard to parent right now. Like I'm not shining today. Like this is not my magical moment that like my kids are going to write down in a memory book and have like a group of women who are like, I've been there this too shall pass. It's going to be okay. We've all had that moment. And you're just like, okay, I feel better about myself today. I'm in that moment. On Tuesday, I broke down to Angela. I'm like, I'm failing as a mom. Yes. Right. So, or I think we're on week six. I was just telling you guys before this, it's quarantine was good, good, good. And now I'm like, okay, I'm struggling here. I was struggling with little kids around too. My 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 youngest one isn't around at the moment, and everyone else is pretty self sufficient. So I'm still all right. <laughs> Although well, you, I don't like going to the office. Yes, Emily, you have three boys, and uh, I think what was funny is both of you guys were like, "Once you get to three, it's easy," and almost like selling me on three kids. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm good on two. But you I'm not trying to tell you. <laughs> and you have to tell everyone what your kids' names are because they are so, so cute. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you so much. So I have, um, my oldest is nine. His name is Elliot. And then my middle is six. His name's Sawyer. And then I have Finley. We call Finn. He is three. I love that. Yeah. And one of the things I'm really excited for people to hear from you about is that idea of being authentic to yourself because everything pushes against that even women push against other women that way we are constantly comparing ourselves and deciding in our minds are they the right type of fill in the blank right and i was excited to hear about i want to hear about your family dynamic and the decisions you and your husband have made i want to hear about the dynamics that you have with the girls on your team so just you got to share that with (laughs) um yeah, I think I think definitely probably that third little one helped me transition to a space of what feels good to me as a mom, what feels true to me as a mom, not what does the world want it to look like or who do I need to impress? Because if I am not happy and I do not feel great, then it's not going to be good for anyone around me. So really trying to get to a space where 
you know, I was that mom and I commend those moms who really have it together and their kids are in cute clothes and they show up on time and everything's above and beyond. And I used to try to work and volunteer at the school and go to every birthday party. And it was exhausting. It wasn't fun for me. You know, I was giving everywhere and then showing up empty. And what I really had to do was come to a space where I sat with myself of like, what feels good to me? What kind of mom do I want to be? Like, how do I want to show my sons how to show up in the world? Wow. I love what you just said about that. You were giving up everything and showing up empty. Oh my oh. gosh. You're at the birthday party. You're taking the, and you're just exhausted and yeah. you're not present. You're not present. You're like, where are my feet? Cause they are not here with me anymore. I did spend the first. I did spend the first year of my one of my son's lives um, doing all the things that I thought were you were supposed to do as a new mom, like making my own baby food and like pretending like I enjoyed the mom get-togethers and yeah. things like that. Yeah, it was awful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Like I don't bake, and that's okay. I know. And uh, just recently, we started to Amazon Prime birthday presents to the birthday party ahead of us because I don't have time to go to Target and wrap something and it just gets shipped. And that's OK if they judge me for that. Then you're probably not in my tribe if you're going to judge me for that. Right. Um, I think most people think you're a genius for doing that. <laughs> probably. They, they wish they would have had the guts to do it. You know, I, now I can't wait to do that. So thank yes. you. And I think, yeah, transitioning to a space that feels authentic. And I ask myself, where do I want to put energy that feels good and makes it so I can show up as my authentic self and that when I give to myself, then I can give to other people too. That's the truth. You know, the people in my life that know me best are happy to step up and say, I'll go get that birthday present. I know you hate shopping. I'll do that for you because they understand that I bring something to the table for them as well that they don't want to bring to the table. And, and that's, that is a fantastic feeling. It sounds like you have that. That was a massive lesson though, because I would never ask for help and I would just overextend myself and I can do it all. I, because asking for help is a weakness especially when you're a woman, right? Like saying like, oh my God, I, I got to wear all these hats and I have to wear them so well. And if I ask for something, if I say I need something from someone, then you're not doing it the way it's supposed to be done. Yeah, why can't you do it all? I don't get it. What's yes. wrong with you? And that is actually a huge lesson that I learned with my team of these women, of like this culture I created of saying, actually, when I focus on what I'm great at, when I put energy into these things and I ask for help with other things, we all do better. Mm -hmm. And there's no weakness in saying, guess what I need? Like, these are the things that I need. Somebody told me that when I was pregnant with my first son. And so I've always asked for help. I'm like, <laughs> I, I never have trouble calling my mom and my sisters and being like, help me. <laughs> so, yeah, you are good at that. Who told me that, but I'm very thankful for them. <laughs> so tell us, tell us about um, your husband and your dynamics with that. That's really exciting. People need to hear that as well. Okay. So um, it's been three years now. My husband transitioned to a stay-at-home dad. Um, he is amazing. He's like made to run our tribe, right? Like he he was he does a really great job at that. He is a very he was already a very hands-on and involved dad. Um, when we had our third son, I just um, I went to him and I said, "Would you consider?" coming home and just staying home. Like we're at that point now where that feels like the best way for our family. And he was like, I will give it a go. Um, and it is 
amazing to have three sons and their father is home and really involved. It's also been challenging and fascinating and perfect and messy. And I think we kind of have had to learn to sit in that and really acknowledge like when we started this, there is no guide for us, right? There is no blueprint for how do you do this successfully? We didn't have other models out there. And we then very much so gravitated towards boxes again, right? Like, well, okay, I'm going to be the provider and you're going to be the stay at home parent. So, and that didn't feel right either. That didn't feel authentic to us. And so um, what we've really had to do is like fiercely sit together and truthfully construct a new dynamic of a family. Hmm. Like what is my role and what is my expectation and how do we move throughout the day together in a way that feels successful and true to us and not, what the world wants it to look like. Wow, so I guess you guys communicate. There's a novel concept. <laughs> Not always perfectly, but we try. Um, we realized, because in the beginning, we did go to those roles and those models, or I strive. I wouldn't let go of certain things, right, that I needed to let go of and say, you can do this, you can, you do this differently than me, but that doesn't mean it's any less or better, any, you know, like, and just really, accepting each other's strengths and weaknesses and trying to fill those holes together. So give us an example of something that you had to let go of. Uh, I mean, everything. <laughs> what did I not have to try to let go of? I like to manage things, right? So um, like our schedule and school and how I, you know, how I would get through the day with them. Um, sporting events and play and like it's so funny because now we're at this place where he's texting other other stay-at-home moms for play like oh yeah like well coordinating play days and managing the calendar and i show up where he tells me to show up now you know or i you know we have a family calendar that we share together so i i get to say like cool what's really important to me is i want to be at the sidelines of every sporting event and i want to be at the school events and i can let go of some of these other things and it can still feel really good mm -hmm. That's so ideal. If somebody just said, Kristen, show up here at this time, I'd be like, perfect, I'll be there. <laughs> I always say that. I want somebody to just tell me what to do all the time. Sometimes that's really, really nice. That's really nice. I agree with that. Especially as business owners, because you make so many decisions. Sometimes you just don't want to make a decision. That's what my husband does almost all of the cooking, which is the most, because I, I was expected for the my first marriage for 10 years. Every night there had to be like a, a meat, a starch, a vegetable. It had to be every single night. And I hate, I hated it. And so I pretended for a really long time I didn't even know how to cook when I first met Chuck because he was happy to cook and he loved it and it was easy for him. And, and so it was probably... 10 years in when he realized I can actually cook, I just hate it. <laughs> just tricking them all. Better at it. <laughs> Cooking is definitely Chuck's love language. Oh, he's so good at it. It's awesome. Yeah. I can let go of that like that. I'm good with that. <laughs> so tell awesome. us about your team. Tell us why you call it a sisterhood and, and some of the ways that you developed that. Because that doesn't happen on accident. No. No, it was. Um, I mean, we've been through a lot. And it was really important to me to um, one of my what I feel really called to is to coach right? Um, I love going deep with people. I love exploring, like, we all want to be successful. We all want to show up in this environment and be really great real estate agents. But each of us have very personal barriers to that. And it is never 
no one ever isn't hitting a successful milestone because they don't want to lead gen or they can't negotiate. Those are very teachable skills. But what it is, is it's always about confidence or worth or things inside of us that we have to sit with and we have to confront to say, can I really go where I want to go in my life? And in doing that and asking these women to come into this space with me and get vulnerable and messy and have these conversations, we've come become incredibly close because you have to have trust. Mm-hmm. And so I always wanted this smaller, more intimate team where I could commit to saying, I want everyone who has a seat at my table to feel wildly successful, whatever that is for you. However that looks, it can't be my version of success. It can't be what success looks like to me. So first we have to explore what does that look like to you? And then how can I coach you and support you to that space? And then in doing that and just standing side by side and living life together, we've become my family. And these women really taught me through the things that we've been through. Um, It's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to be messy. It's okay to ask for help and not have that ever used against you. Only used to say, I support you even more, or I want to grow next to you even more. And we just have a really strong bond because of it. How did you find your team members? It, each of them, I have done all the traditional things that real estate tells you to do, right? Like, And it has never brought me the right fit. It's never brought you a what? The right fit. Okay. It has never. So each of them arrived in a very organic way. Okay. Um, typically when I was never looking for them, <laughs> I was like, not the right time. I wasn't in the right space. And they arrived. Um, I've had, uh, I mean, one, I literally was just walking past it. She was like, I never wanted to be on a team. I didn't get into real estate to be on a team. Um, but we met each other and just instantly loved each other. And we're like, we will be together forever. Like in some capacity, this person will be in my life for the rest of my life. Um, and then some were people who know me really well and know my culture. Or like I have the perfect person who really is in the place in their life where they need what you offer. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I guess, quote unquote, interview process is pretty lengthy because everyone meets the person and we date. We go out several times. We meet each other on a personal level to determine is my model, is my culture, is this what I've built? Like, does that something that you want? Because there is a lot of confronting, there's messiness, there's a lot of growth in this and you really need to be ready for it. Yeah, that that whole process is proven true that you gotta spend time with people if you wanna make the right hire. Yes. Um, because we all have our interview face on the first couple times. Yes. And- yes, and I told them in the beginning, like the first two conversations, I don't even wanna talk about real estate. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't talk about business. Like, let's just get to know each other. Mm-hmm. Well, relationships are how God created us. That's what we're supposed to be yes. seeking after. And, and that we, the world makes it so difficult because I think most women, not all women, I think most women are dying to find people that they can be truthful with, that they can show their, their ugly sides to and not be judged and then, Uh, misunderstood or whatever. I mean, I think people are just dying for that. And I don't know why I don't find it hard to be vulnerable, probably because I'm 48. And I already went through all that crap, you know, but um, it is such a relief as a woman to get past that initial I think every well, there's some some really wise women that I've met that are exceptions, but most of us struggle, you know, to find those people and to find the courage. And it sounds like you've really got it with those women. That's awesome. It is truly amazing. It has helped me come to the place I'm in. 
and um and each day challenges me to grow more and more but know like i have a space of people who are here to cheer for me and support me and empower me too which is really a beautiful thing well here's what's interesting about about um relationships that's what real estate's based on it is a relational business. So when yeah. you are in a comfortable environment for yourself relationally, then you can be the servant leader that you need to be to your clients. And then, oh, why are we so surprised? You, your team does $45 million in production. Well, that's because you've got the relationship thing down. Yes. And I always tell people, like we're in a relationship business. We just so happen to sell homes. It's true. And I can teach you anything you need to know about real estate, but I cannot teach you how to connect with another human being. Yeah, it's so true. I, I, I'm like thinking of all these teams in my head that just like are very transactional and how it's just like always turn and burn for them. So I love seeing teams like yours for sure. Well, if I don't think that business is worth anything if you're not doing life with the people you're doing business with. The business itself is empty. Yeah, it's just a thing. It's like doing dishes. They get dirty again and you do them again. Laundry. It can be, but if you can breathe life and joy into something you have passion and you bring that relationship into it, then it's a it's a career. It's something worth doing. It's something where you're serving people. Yes. And it actually becomes like a lifestyle, right? Like this is just a part of my life. It's not somewhere I have to show up every day or something I have to do. We are so sad right now that we are apart. Um, like, and we can't be together every day because we truly love each other. And this is what we're passionate about doing. So it is a very different mentality. And I feel incredibly blessed and grateful that this is what I get to participate in every day. That's awesome. And so you, you just got out of production in the last few months, correct? This year, uh, on January 1st, I like declared to my team, like, here's the game plan. Um, I'm stepping back. Like I, I cannot six once again, right? Like I cannot be everything. I cannot push myself to do all of these things anymore. I need to evaluate where I want to go and where I see the future of the company and where I should put my time. And with that, I am going to make a decision that brings me some discomfort or fear, but that's okay. Cause that's growth. Right. And I'm going to sit with that and I'm going to say, I'm handing all of my production off to you. And I will not be a real estate agent full-time anymore. I will run this company full-time. And you want to coach, right? Yes. And with that, like what my real passion is, is with them, starting with them, I get to coach them more and be more available. And this past uh, year, I launched with them um, a day date. So once a month for the day, I go on a date with one of them. Um, so each of them puts on the calendar a day at the start of the month and they can choose any activity that they want to do. Like if it's something they've been scared to do recently, if it's just like, hey, I want to go on a hike with you. I really want to talk here with you. And they get to bring the topics that we discuss and I can give them more undivided attention, which has been beautiful. We actually had a record breaking first quarter with production. So that's amazing. And then the other thing that I'm layering in is just offering coaching on a wider level. So I'm going to be able to open that up to more people in any industry who want coaching services. That's really exciting. I'm, I'm excited for you to launch into that new chapter. Yes. And it's kind of nice to say, like, I've always had um, anything with business, like here's the exact plan and here's the goals and here's what it's going to look like. But with this, it just feels like this is my passion and this is something I love. So organically, I'm going to put that out. 
and know that the right people once again will find me and I can go deep on those level and with them and just it will organically become something that I know will work out and will be beautiful. That's awesome. Which is completely opposite of my personality because I do everything methodically and with great assertiveness. <laughs> That's typically where I live. It's good to like let go of that control and just kind of send it out into the universe and let it become what it's supposed to become. And then I can't, I can't dismiss because it was so fun to hear you react to people who tell you because we're in quarantine, so people oh are going to this when we're not one day, right? And so we're all in quarantine, and and um. We're like, hey, what if I said, you know what, Emily, this is just the new normal. <laughs> I don't know why it makes me so irate. <laughs> like my team, my team can tell you. They're probably like, can you get off your soapbox, lady? Like, stop <laughs> going on a rant about this term. But the term makes me bananas. Mm -hmm. Because this is not the new normal. This is just not the new normal. And I say it a thousand times to my team. This is our current reality right and it is not the new normal our new normal will be like birthed at the end of this and we will transition into what will be a new normal and i really do hope that people have taken the opportunity to sit still during this time and really individually look at what do i want that to look like for me, right in this time what have i realize it's just a distraction. What was I doing on a daily basis to just distract myself or keep myself busy because I wasn't dealing with these things or I didn't want to look at those things and how sitting with ourselves in this stillness has helped people grow. That's what I think our new normal should become. But telling people who are at risk in a vulnerable population or who have lost their jobs, who are like, we're becoming teachers and I'm homeschooling two children. And you know what I am not good at is teaching small humans things. <laughs> I'm not my jam. Uh, That's not normal. Right. Say. And then I also just read this amazing thing about moms being like the pressure to be everything to everyone while in quarantine. When you see these like Pinterest schedules, right of like this and they're on the wall like this is what school looks like that pressure is overwhelming or there's people who their anxiety is heightened or their depression is heightened or they're trying to figure out how to get unemployment like this is not the new normal this That's is when it, thing, the frozen song let it yeah. go <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah this is a time that you just check in on people and yeah. say are you okay because it's okay to not be okay no one should say i'm living my best life every day in the middle of a pandemic like it's not normal and it's okay to say let's not normalize this but let's come together and try to thrive in it the best we can today i think that i think that um just when i think i have something figured out something like this comes along and reminds me you don't have it all figured out and what i mean by that is i i generally feel like I'm authentic, that I live the way I think God wants me to live and what, what works with the way God has wired me. But even this has shown me, um, I, I had a little bit of, oh, I'm not at the office. Does that mean I'm, I'm a lazy because I'm not at the office? Uh, or, you know, I didn't run my schedule exactly the same way that I normally do. Does that mean I'm lazy? Like, is there something wrong with me? Have I lost my mojo? You know, I had to ask even those little simple questions that start to um, make you think that you're not good enough or something, right? Yeah. I was like, wow, I do not have this down whatsoever. 
I yeah. have to continually guard myself against that. Yep, a hundred percent. And everyone's little dark questions are different. That mm -hmm. little voice says something different to each of us. Mm -hmm. And in this stillness, you can't make it go away, right? Mm -hmm. You're like, oh no, you're really loud right now. So I guess I need to sit with you and sort that out, right? Because I can't make you go away by working more or doing this mm -hmm. or doing that. Like I really just have to hear you as as that is. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it feels really, really good to say it out loud. Like Kristen and I have had conversations and just to talk with someone that you trust and love and say those things um, are is really cool. So I think everyone should try it. <laughs> just try it. Yes, it's beautiful. Well, I'm going to tell you what we're going to do is um, we'll make sure that you guys have Emily's information if you just want to talk with her and learn from her wisdom if you want to learn more about her coaching um, you can certainly um, engage with her and see if maybe she would be a great fit for you um, for coaching or just to have a great conversation because she's really worth your time and i just want to say thank you so much for your wisdom and your time and being really um honest and open with us thank you so much for having me it's been a blast yeah absolutely Thank you guys for listening and we will see you next week.